0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. 3CR and Uprise Radio is produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. We send our respects to their Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations peoples listening today. We stand in solidarity with all First Nations people in their resistance to settler colonialism. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This week's episode of Uprise Radio will be playing speeches from Sunday's Nakba vigil at the State Library. The rally was both a commemoration of Nakba and a vigil for slain Palestinian journalist Shirin Abu Akleh as she was covering the raids at the Jenin refugee camp in the occupied West Bank. Shireen's murder by the Israeli occupying forces highlights the violent lengths that they will go to to silence Palestinian voices and to suppress their resistance. Stories of the Palestinian resistance echo throughout the streets of Nam on Sunday. And they will continue to do so until Palestine is free, from the river to the sea.
1: Now, our speakers today are Palestinians who experienced generational trauma from the Nakbi till now. And our first speaker is a young Palestinian woman called Zana. Wow. Zana Fardis. Hi,
2: everyone. Again, I would like to acknowledge that we are meeting here on unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people and pay my respects to their leaders past, present, emerging. The Palestinian fight for justice is one for indigenous people everywhere, but especially those whose lands we live on. Today marks 74 years since the initial Nakba of 1948. In 74 years, the keys to my family home have rusted in a bottom drawer, even as that home still stands. When I finally returned to Palestine, my great-grandmother's prized garden, the backdrop to my mother's stories lay in disrepair. The ramifications of this catastrophe are seen in oppression and violence, but also in silence. It is the erasure of our existence and my great grandmother's dying fig trees. My story is one among many others that sound eerily similar. It is not particularly unique or special, but it is necessary to tell because our stories come together to form a movement, this movement. Today, there is no proof of the power of storytelling more significant than the reprehensible murder of Shireen Abu Akleh. Her storytelling focused on giving voices to the humans in the struggle, that we are daughters and sons and we are fathers and mothers. And despite our distance, our hearts and minds are connected through her. Here today, it is clear that through our voices, she is immortalized in a way no violence can touch. I invite you to approach this Nakba, our catastrophe, not as something just to commemorate. This is not some long past historical event to remember quietly on May 15th every year. The catastrophe persists. The illegal evictions in occupied territories like Sheikh Shadrach, they still occur. The blockade wall around Gaza remains upright. Ethnic cleansing still occurs. It is is more obvious, more than ever, that the freedom and protection of the press remains under attack. The NAFTA is ongoing and so too is our role in it. Today, let yourself mourn what has been lost and those who have been taken. Find time to to reflect on what once was. Take a moment to feel helpless and angry and desperate but only take a moment, because as long as this Nakba persists, so will we. There is change happening here and now, and it has started with voices like Shirin's, and it continues with yours and mine. Palestine can be found in the land, but her murder makes it starkly apparent that Palestine exists beyond borders. It is also its people, it is this movement, It is the food, it is the poetry, it is this rally today. But most of all, Palestine is alive and found in our voices and our stories as we shout that we are here and we exist unapologetically. Tonight, we put aside our mourning. And tomorrow, and every day following that, we fight for what is yet to be gained, for what will be returned. Because the rust, it can be removed from the keys And we can return to our homes and we can sow new seeds in our grandmother's gardens.
1: And tomorrow, Palestine will be free. Thank you. And I'd like to introduce our next speaker, Muayyad Ali, a longtime Palestine activist, member of Free Palestine Melbourne, uh, organizer of this vigil and protest. Please give him a warm welcome. Thank you, Muayyad.
3: Good afternoon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. I acknowledge and pay respect to the Wurundjeri people of calling Nation whose land I live and work upon Always was, always will be Aboriginal land Always was, always will be Aboriginal land Palestinians often call it Al-Jurh al The bleeding wound al nakba the Palestinian catastrophe, the ethnic cleansing of Palestinian people, where more than 900,000 people ethnically cleansed from their homeland, and 100 others were killed, tortured, or detained at the hand of terrorist Zionists. It has been 70 years, 74 years since, our life as Palestinians changed. It has been 74 years of pain, 70 year, 74 years of fighting the darkness of Zionism. The ethnic cleansing and the massacres conducted in five-handed Palestinian villages will remain a shameful spot in the human history and the history. Of the occupation. According to the statistics of ANIRWA in 2021, there are 7, 5.7 million Palestinian refugees registered with ANIRWA, and other millions are not registered in diaspora. All of them deprived by the occupation from the the right of return to their homeland, Palestine. While any Jew have no connection whatsoever with Palestine, can become a first-class citizen immediately in apartheid Israel. The Resolution 194 by the General Assembly 1948 clearly gives the right to the Palestinian people to return to their homes. But as we all know, Israel is above the law and that supported by democracy like Australia. My friends, I come from one of those 500 villages that the Zionist massacre in Haifa coastal. In 1948. At Tantora, the most beautiful beach in Palestine, is my village. On May 23rd, 1948, six weeks after the infamous massacre of Der Yassin, and one week after the shameful declaration of the Zionist entity, Alexanderoni Brigade. Aleksandroni, the terrorist brigade, attacked my village from sea and land. The Zionist terrorists started killing any man walking in the village before they went house to house, killing, torturing, torturing, detaining. All men over 70 years old, either killed or detained. They gathered all the men on the beach and asked them to dig graves of their own. After they finished digging, the Zionists showed them dead. Also, any women showed any form of resistance was killed. The night was attending movement in the history of our peaceful village. Forty bar. More than 250 were killed, and a hundred others detained. Because of my grandfather was killed one year before the massacre at the hands of the British soldier, my grandmother didn't know where to go after the massacre, especially after the Zionists detained her older son. She walked on foot with her six kids, including my father, who was 13 years old, along with her sister with her seven kids to the nearest village, Al-Fradis, where they were expelled again by the Zionists to the West Bank. In the West Bank, the family journey of refugees started and not ended until this moment. The West Bank, in the West Bank, there was no UNHCR, no ANRWA, or any kind of humanitarian organization to look after refugees. So my grandmother ended up in a truck going to Iraq. While her sister ended up in a truck going to Syria, the family separated in two different countries. During the agony, she lost her 8 years old daughter and never seen her since. The heroic stories of the Palestinian woman during and after Nakba is often underrepresented and sometimes ignored. My grandmother, Nijmi, which is Arabic word for a star, was not broken by the theft of her home and the killing of her family members and the detention of her son, the loss of her daughter and the separation from her only sister. She impacts an extraordinary journey to Iraq, a country she had no no one in. This widow learned to become a midwife, to to be independent, and to support her kids. Not only she did raise her six kids, but also 20 orphans from her extended family. Most Iraqis, local, know her and call her Jeddah the Iraqi war. for grandmother. She was able to work until she reached eight years old. And the only hope for her was to return and swim in Tantora Beach. Her name was a star. And indeed, she was a star. And forever, her story will remain in our hearts. In 2019, I was able to return to my village after 70 years of the massacre and participated in the march of return to Tantura, which organized by Palestinian Association in 48. When I reached the village and my friend Bart her car, she told me, now we are standing on what used to be the cemetery of Tantura." and your grandfather might be buried here. The village was demolished after the massacre to erase the crimes from the history of the the Zionism and has been replaced by two Israeli resorts, Dur and Nahshalim. In 2000, Katz, a student in the University of Haifa interviewed ex-Israeli soldiers who participated in the massacre. And he was able to record their shocking claims which exposed the killing of innocent people of Tantura. But he was taken to the Israeli court and forced to withdraw his thesis. This year, the filmmaker Alan Stewart produced a documentary called Tantura. The film documented... The massacre according to the Zionist witnesses, which also match the Palestinian narrative. Free Palestine Melbourne working hard to make this film available in Australia very soon. All this, all this, will bring us to the current crime of the assassination of the exceptional woman Shirin Abu Hatli. An exceptional woman who dedicated her life to tell the truth about the reality of life under the occupation. Family member who was always under the occupation. She was considered by most Palestinians and Arabs around the world as a family member who was always present in the middle of the hot events to show the ugly and real face of the brutal occupation. Shereen was a, fam- a family member. Lived with us in our family rooms for 25 years. For example, the world learned the Second Intifada from Shireen. They learned the Gaza Wars from Shireen. They, re- they learned Sheikh Jarrah and Al-Aqsa from Shireen Abu Ghazly. I'm ending my words with a hope that when we all walk out from this gathering today, we will, re- we will keep in our minds and hearts the victims of Nakba and the survivors who vanished in exile and never stopped dreaming of awdah. We shall return free free Palestine. Free, free Palestine! From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free! From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free! Thank you very much!
4: الجلال والجمال والسناء والبهاء في ربك في ربك والحياة والنجاة والهناء والرجاء في هل ارى هل ارى سالما منعماً وغانما مكرما سالما هل ارى في اعلاك تبلغ سمك تبلغ السماء موطني موطني الشباب لن يكل لهم همه ان يستقل اوجا أو يبيد نصطقي من الهدى ولن نكون للعدى كالعبيد لا نريد أعلى لا نريد دلنا المؤفدة وعيشنا المنكدة دلنا المؤفدة وعيشنا المنكدة لا نريد بل نعيد مجدنا التليف موطنين 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 الحسام واليراع للكلام الكلام والنزاع رمزنا رمزنا مجدنا وعهدنا وواجب من الوفا يهزنا يهزنا عهدنا يهزنا ورايه, غاية وراية يا في هناك في
1: and thank you everyone for having, sharing this moment with us, sharing in our sorrow, our grief, but also hope for the future, a hope where there is a free Palestine and that we can all say that we defeated apartheid, that we stood against injustice, and we won and we'll keep fighting till the very end because this may be going on for over 78 years but we will resist i'd like to call our next speaker a long time palestinian activist and a community leader for young palestinians and the general palestinian community please give a warm welcome to Nasser Mashni.
5: welcome welcome everybody thank you so very much we thought we wouldn't get a very big turnout but you've really filled our hearts with joy coming out today. Welcome to today's commemoration of Nakba, the catastrophe, the commemoration of the loss of Palestine but also the birth of our resistance. On behalf of all Palestinians but particularly those living in Australia, we want to thank you all for being with us and standing for Palestine today. In particular, I want to thank our indigenous communities who've stood with us throughout and to express our solidarity with your struggle in this country, in this colony. Because as Palestinians, we know what it's like to live as a refugee in your country, to be colonized, to be dispossessed, to be told you don't belong, and to be vilified for your resistance. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. A Palestinian sister in Canada posted a poem and I want to read it for our Indigenous brothers and sisters and it's particular to Palestinians as well. We are not here to be considerate towards fragile whiteness. We are not here to choose our words wisely towards coloniser offspring who feel hurt by rage. We are not here to censor our ancestral pain to be accepted in the white mainstream. We are here to honor the suffering and sacrifice of our ancestors. We are here to prevail the long overdue call for justice. We are here to collectively heal from ancestral pain and trauma and put an end to the ongoing exploitation of our bodies and souls once and for all. We are here to make a change. This will be our legacy to the future generation led by the blood of our ancestral dedication, resilience, and love that fiercely, fiercely pumps through our veins. That's Dalia Lena. I also want to thank you. I also want to thank our Jewish community who have broken ranks with theirs and stand in here in solidarity with us. My father was born before the Nakba. And he shared with my brothers and I stories of magical Palestine. The wonder and the beauty of Palestine before Zionism, before colonialism. In his stories, he would walk us through Jerusalem. The old city, the grand majesty of Aqsa, the church of the holy sepulchre. Through the olives of his village, the sweet smell of oranges in Yafa, The smell of freshly baked kark, za'atar, the garlic in the hummus, the bittersweet taste of freshly squeezed pomegranate. The smell of the sea and the fish in Akka, the vast green pastures of Jinin and around, the freshest of fresh air in the Galilee. The sweet, sweet taste of theirfinability. The heat of the Jordan River, the saltiness of the Dead Sea, the taste of a fresh date from an oasis in a nakab The hospitality and warm, familial warmth of a neighbor's house as you pass by, the dialects of each village and how to differentiate them. the Palestinian traditional forms and how they represented each different region. But also the kinship of Palestinians, be they Muslim, Christian, or Jew. For my dad grew up in a magical Palestine, where it didn't matter. On Monday, Abraham, Ibrahim, and Avraham played marbles together. These, this is the father of our religions, Christian, uh, Muslims, and Jews. They played marbles together on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. On Friday, Ibrahim went to mosque. On Saturday, Abraham to temple. On Sunday, Abraham to church. On Monday, they played marbles again. Because it didn't matter. This was Palestine before colonialism, before Zionism. But then Zionism came to beautiful Palestine, and he told us of the tragedies before 1948, from the first, the first Zionist attacks, terrorist attacks in bombing markets, booby trapping dead bodies to create more damage when people went to get their dead, the evil massacres of 48 to 50, the ethnic cleansing of Palestine from Tantura to Deryasin, and so many others. We will never forget. Let it be clear. There is a difference between Judaism and Zionism. There is a huge difference. To be a Jew is to practice an ancient religion. To be a Zionist is to be a racist. To believe in a Jewish nation in a land of multiple cultures and religions at the expense, in supremacy of everyone else, is racist. That is Zionism. Justice is the key to peace, and justice begins with ending the colonial mindset that is Zionism. Only then will Jews, Christians and Muslims live as my father lived, free to live and worship, just free. Palestine can then return to that magical space in the 20s when my dad was born, and we can all enjoy it. This past week, we witnessed the assassination of Palestinian reporter and hero Shireen Awakhler. This is what Israel does. This is exactly what Israeli soldiers do. We know that as Palestinians. Israel's murdered at least 50 journalists in the past two decades. One or two might be an accident. Fifty is policy. Settler colonies don't need a reason to kill the native. This is what they do from here, in this settler colony, to Palestine. Be it Shirin or Veronica Nelson, Tanya Day, David Dungay, be it Muhammad al Dora, or the Bakr cousins, Muhammad 9, Ahad and Zakaria 11 or Muhammad 11, who were bombed from an Israeli Navy ship as they played soccer on a Gazan beach, unsurprisingly, Israel found themselves innocent and dismissed it as a tragic accident. Well, the coroner's court is hearing about Veronica Nelson's death in custody. Heartbreaking, unnecessary, tragic, another Indigenous death in custody in this colony. And I'm wondering whether he too will find the death to be another tragic accident because we know colonies stick together because they're made the same. Shame. And whether that's the sycophantic congratulations we saw last week from ScoMo and Elbow to the State of Israel talking about their shared values, we know they have shared values and their shared value is the attempted annihilation of an indigenous people and to replace them with a western settlement colonial state. They haven't succeeded in Palestine and they won't succeed here.